This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 28th of March. Flux family, listen up. Did you work for Foxtel between 2014 and 2020? Because you could be entitled to some cash. You see, a review has found that the company underpaid more than 2,000 current and former staff. Yikeroonies. Yikeroonies. Brett, last year, Fortnite's parent company, Epic Games, they took Apple to court. Epic wanted Apple to be ruled a monopoly. Apple wanted Epic to stop direct purchases outside their app. They both lost what they wanted, but now Apple is at it again and appealing the decision. The war starts again. Three non-ambiguous stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. TikTok Australia is going to remove political misinformation from its app in the lead up to the Aussie federal election. Uh, Do not even mention social media and elections in the same sentence, Brett. (laughs) What is happening here? So the federal election is coming up in the first half of this year. And the major parties are putting together the final touches on their campaign pitches to voters. Which means we're about to be hit with a ton of ads (laughs) and videos from pollies on our social accounts. So Brett, to help us navigate the election, TikTok is releasing an in-app election guide. Now, this little guide is going to promote the importance of voting. Mm -hmm. Explain where and how to vote. You know, helping us with the above the line, below (laughs) the line stuff that never seems to make (laughs) sense. And Brett, this is all supported by the Australian Electoral Commission. And it's going to introduce a specific election misinformation reporting button. Because, you know, we're all a bit burned from Trump 2016 and 2020. (laughs) So what is the key learning here? When it comes to politics, social media companies can either help inform prospective voters or spread misinformation and hinder. Now, Justin, got to ask, where did this all come from? Well, in the US back in 2016, social media platforms were used to drive misinformation and create major divisions socially and politically. But then during the 2020 US presidential election, Mm -hmm. we really saw social media platforms take a significant stance against misinformation. TikTok pulled down videos from high profile accounts that made election fraud allegations. Then there's Facebook. They attached actual facts to election related posts. And even Twitter pulled Trump's account after he went on off the rails. <laughs> and now the election fever has rolled around to Australia yep. and we're seeing social media platforms step up their game here as mm. well. For our second story, Southern Cross Media, which owns 99 radio and TV stations, is fielding acquisition offers from investors that are keen on its regional TV assets. Ah, yes, the home of Triple M. Mm -hmm. What is happening with this one? (laughs) So Southern Cross Media, they're the parent company of Southern Cross Osteria. I.e. the home of radio stations like the Hit Network and, yes, Triple M. And all in all, Brett, SCA claims to reach over 7.7 million Aussies. And it also broadcasts 93 free-to-air TV signals across regional Australia. Okay, so get this. Southern Cross Media has reportedly been receiving approaches from a few investors. They want the regional TV assets, not the radio stuff. Interesting. And why would Southern Cross Media choose to sell? Well, Brett, experts reckon that streaming services are growing in popularity so fast that the value of Southern Cross licenses in regional networks is going down. In other words, its economic moat ain't overflowing (laughs) with water. So what's the key learning here? An economic moat is a clear advantage that one company has over all of its competitors. And this mode helps it protect its market share and profitability. Now, some context, Justin. Yep. Back in the olden days, a moat was a deep ditch filled with water <laughs> that surrounded a castle to provide a layer of defense. But in business terms, a moat is something that's hard to copy or recreate. So it could be something like brand loyalty. It could be something like patents. You know, the one-of-a-kind X-Factor stuff <laughs> like Coke's special syrup that Pepsi just can't nail at or, tries. Or Big Mac's secret sauce that no one else can nail, not even your burgers. <laughs> So for Southern Cross, having that regional reach used to be a competitive advantage. But now, with streaming services like 7 Plus, 9 Now, 10 Play, they're all taking off, so the moat just ain't so moaty anymore. (laughs) 
For our third and final story, Uber has made a landmark deal with cab drivers in New York City to let users hail taxis through its app, Ooh. and this could be the next phase of Uber's global domination plans. Well, 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 how the ride-sharing tables have turned, Brett. Tell me more. Wellity, wellity, wellity. So Uber and taxis, they've had a bit of a rocky relationship <laughs> over the years. And that's because Uber came in and completely revolutionized transport as we know it. But now, Jazzy Boy, Uber has announced a new partnership in New York. It's going to let users hail the city's taxi taxis through its app. And it's going to let drivers of taxis accept rides from Uber's customers. And I've got to wonder, Justin, you're the smart man here. <laughs> why the sudden change of heart from Uber? Well, COVID really hurt the ride hailing industry. And not only were users not using, but drivers just couldn't really drive either. So Uber's trying to stem its driver supply shortage by teaming up with its arch nemesis. So what's the key learning here? Marketplaces like Uber often face this challenge of having to build both the supply and demand side of things. You need the demand for your product to exist. In this case, riders wanting a ride. And once it's there, you also need to make sure there's enough supply to fill it. You know, drivers wanting to drive. Brett, right now, demand for Uber's marketplace is a little imbalanced, both in the US and in Australia. Flux family, surely you've noticed your Uber getting cancelled oh. a million times lately. <laughs> and surge pricing going everywhere. <laughs> so to prop up the supply side of things, Uber's had to make a deal with cabbies. And ultimately, restore their marketplace to balance. And the plan is to begin in New York City, but eventually do this everywhere. Fluxman, every day we get the best stories put in the pod and make some great memes in our newsletter. So if you love a good business news meme or gif, you gotta check out the Flux Daily Newsletter. Head to flux.finance slash newsletter or the link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.